Hello, my beautiful queens, and welcome to Queen Creations Radio, your one-stop shop for all things fashion, mindset, body positivity, women's empowerment, and all the -the behind-the-scenes action of Queen Creations Design. I'm your host and the creative director of Queen Creations, Tasha Mundy. Hello, queens. Wow. You know, we're up to episode five now, and this episode, I really thought it was about time that um, we actually did some deep diving into fashion or the fashion industry. But more so what I actually wanted to do is talk a little bit about body image and body positivity today. So a little bit of a warning, you know, this topic can be a little bit triggering for some. So if you feel like, you know, if we're talking about, you know, body body image and things like that, we are going to go into some of those sort of topics. So I really, you know, just a little bit of a trigger warning for anyone that, that may not be able to, you know, talk about that sort of stuff and that's totally fine. But just want to put a little bit of warning before we get in there today. I've been waiting forever to actually record this episode because there's something that's really, really um, important to me and, and close to my heart and something that I really am revolving my brand around. So I'm really excited to get into the topic today. So I really look forward to it. And first we'll get into a little wrap up. All right, time for our little wrap-up. So, what's been happening in my world? So, Queen Creations world, it is just I'm back at uni and I'll be honest, I'm feeling pretty overwhelmed at the moment with the amount of work, although I have feel like I have less days at uni. I feel like the workload has just like doubled, if not tripled, um, and trying to, for me, it's a, it can be a little bit difficult to find that balance between you know, being at uni and then being at home and then having to do quite a lot of at-home homework when I'm also never at home because I'm a mom and I'm doing all that sort of stuff. So I'm trying to find a little bit of a balance there. It's it's a bit crazy, but hey, we'll get there, that's for sure. I am I feel like I've learned a lot um already. So just more so, you know, like I know what my what I want my brand to be and, and what my sort of vision is and I'm, and I'm really learning about being true to myself so there's a lot of noise at the moment especially when you're at uni because they want you to sort of do it their way um but their way is not always the right way yes they're showing you a way but it's not necessarily the way um or your way you know everyone has their own way of doing things and when you're working in a creative industry it's just really important just to um just really learn to be true to myself and stick to my guns regardless of whether people like or don't like what I'm doing because I think that the moment that I'm not being true to myself or authentic is the moment that, you know, then I'm not, you know, really, I just don't, I shouldn't be here doing this. That's sort of my opinion on that. Personal, there has been so much happening in my personal life. It's a little bit ridiculous. So, um, my son last week actually ended up in hospital, poor little thing. He fell off his trampoline, split his elbow open. Um, we took him to emergency to get stitches and along that process, something went really wrong where I just feel that they really sort of um, sort of raced him through and not took the sort of due diligence that they needed to. They didn't actually um, clean out the wound properly. So within 24 hours, we were actually back in the emergency room and the kid had a full-blown infection in his elbow. Um, we were at the hospital for, so basically went to emergency Wednesday, we got admitted in Thursday and then we got out finally on Sunday. And I tell you, we have managed so far to avoid a lot of sort of medical episodes, thank God, but this was just really, 
stressful and, you know, each day we didn't know when we were going home and they were having to fast him just in case he needed surgery and there was just all this sort of stuff. And on the Friday night we were finally sort of prepped of we were given a best-case, worst-case scenario and, you know, so so that we could prep for both. And, and worst-case was kind of it was a, you know, he's going to need surgery, it could be a bone infection. If it's a bone infection, we're going to be at the hospital for weeks and, you know, and then home hospital for weeks after that or best case, you know, hopefully they split open his stitches and all the infection that's in there comes out and then we go home in a few days. Now, we got better than best case scenario. So, they popped the stitches, the infection all came out and we were um, the next morning they, they saw to him and, and they got him all sorted and by the next day we were out. So, we were so lucky there but, gosh, it was just, it was just a moment and it just, and it was just, I'll be honest, it was just really scary. So, um, happy that that's over. Um, <laughs> it was definitely it was definitely a week. But we're, we're starting to get back to our normal now, which is really good. And the kid is this rider's rain now. So, you know, he's going back to sports next week and all that sort of stuff. You wouldn't have even known this happened. He was such a trooper. And the way that he just, you know, he, he just was so perfect in hospital. Like, he just... Just took it all in his stride. He maintained his like spirit and and you know when he could have just not. And I was just so proud of him. Other stuff is I had dress rehearsals on Sunday and I'm performing. What's today Thursday? So tomorrow is my first performance with the Fringe with Chulala. Oh my goodness! I'm so excited. I'm so scared. I'm so nervous. I'm all the things. So when I check in with you next, and um, then we should have. I should have some more to report on that. All right, we're getting straight into the topic now. Thanks for listening. All right, Queens, while we are five episodes into Queen Creations Radio and I need to check in with you guys, how is everybody doing? How are you finding this podcast? Is it resonating with you? You know, like I know that there's over like 60, 70 people who are listening to each of these podcasts, so I, so I know that it's getting out there somewhere, but I would just really love to hear back from you guys about it. So if it's resonating with you, you want to connect, please just jump into my DMs. So the best place of contact with me is at my Instagram account, which is at queencreations underscore AU. So if you feel that this is talking to you in a way that you want to share, please share it. If there's topics that you want to cover, send them through. If there is another queen out there that thinks that might benefit from something that we're talking about together, then again, send that through to them too. You know, share the love. Let's get this podcast up and going and, you know, getting heaps of downloads. You know, I'm on I'm on a quest for like 250 downloads per episode as we go. So that's, that's the next goal to help me get there. But also just, this is your podcast too. So I want to share with you guys, you know, like I want to hear from you. And, you know, eventually I want you guys on the podcast. So we're sitting here having roundtable discussions together about these topics. So please, please interact. Let's grow this so that we have the ability to do that. And just remember, this is, this is your community as well. So considering I'm a fashion brand and it has now taken me five episodes to actually talk fashion and I am talking about a topic that is really really dear to my heart so we're going to encompass kind of sort of sort of three things today you know we're talking about sort of body image um well I guess fashion body image and body positivity movement so they're the sort of topics that we're covering today so when you think about fashion you know what is it that you actually think about so, you know, and what is, what is fashion to you? 
because I know some people out there and there might be some people listening who are more here for the mindset stuff than they are the fashion stuff thinking, oh, fashion, how fickle, how stupid, blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, I'd like to know what it is that you guys think fashion is. But I am going to share with you what I think fashion is. So what I think fashion is, is a form of self-expression. So fashion is the ability to dress yourself in the way that you want to present to the world, a bit like wearing your superhero costume or your superhero mask, you know. (laughs) So it's getting out in the world and, you know, having your clothes say something about you before you even have to open your mouth. And maybe, you know, parts about you is that you're anti-fashion, so you dress that way. So therefore, you're involved in fashion because you're expressing yourself in that way as well. So whether you are into fashion or not into fashion, I think that, you know, something that you can kind of agree on there is that fashion is and always should be, you know, trends come and go, right? You can have the the latest trends, the silhouettes and, you know, the colours and and things like that, all that that comes and goes, but it's also a cycle and it always comes back around. But true fashion is a form of self-expression, It is how you want the world to view you before you've even, you know, from the moment you walk in the door before you even speak. That's what fashion is. And that's what it should be used for. This is a pure form of self-expression. I do feel that um, not only is it self-expression as well, something that is also, you know, when we look back in history about different sort of, um, you know, with fashion is that it's also an expression of the time that we're living in as well. So, you know, if we look back at 2020 in 100 years' time, you know, we're going to see a lot of loungewear. And we know why that is, is because we're all working from home in the middle of a global pandemic. So, you know, like fashion represents that. But so it represents the time. But most of all, it is about self expression for you to be able to express who it is that you truly are through fashion. And I guess why, you know, I wanted to start with that today is I feel like, you know, the fashion industry as we know it now, um, you know, is guilty of actually trying to steal that self-expression away from us and also making it exclusive to the people that they deem appropriate to express the fashion, right? So, you know, then when I'm talking about this is when we start talking, um, you know, where we start going into the sort of topic of of body image is that somewhere along the line it became, you know, that women needed to be a certain size or sizes. They needed to look a certain way. You know, they need to present themselves a certain way, be of a certain sort of age and things like that to be able to fit in and express themselves. So all of a sudden what should be something that is self-expression for all and it absolutely should be self-expression for all. There should be nobody that is excluded from expressing themselves through their clothing has then somehow become, I guess, a little tainted. And, you know, you're starting to have to fill into these sort of sort of pressures. So I wanted to sort of talk about body image. And, you know, I'm... It's a very different time and I'm actually excited about the time that we have now because we're having so many different conversations about body image that and and there's so many changes happening that it's just, it, it's amazing. But we have to look to the past a little bit where some of us are sitting now, you know, like because, you know, I'm sitting here talking to you as adults and, you know, like I know that you've grown up with sort of past 
you know, I've grown up with past traumas about body image and the, and the way that I'm supposed to look. So, you know, when I look at, you know, when we look at body image, body image is, you know, um, it, it's what was represented at the time, you know, so the representation, and I'm going to cover representation a little bit later on in this as well, but we have to talk about, you know, what was represented in the time that we were growing up. So, you know, for me, Growing up and, and TV and movies and magazines, you know, like it was just, you know, like there was always some sort of diet being advertised somewhere, some sort of exercise fad and, you know, you had to look a sort of certain way, you know, like and even if like I remember being a teenager and, and seeing people in movies, you know, like Claire Danes or, you know, I don't even think. Misha Barton and all that sort of stuff, like Paris Hilton. These are the sort of girls that I grew up in my teenage years and they definitely looked a certain way, you know, the sort of 90s, you know, when I grew up, there was definitely that waif look. And um, here, red hot tip, that wasn't me. <laughs> I was I was never that person as much as I tried to be and I wanted to be that person because I thought that person's who I needed to be and who I should be because that's all I ever saw. So it's all anytime I opened a magazine, that's what I saw. Every time I looked at a movie, that's what I saw. Every time I was doing it on TV, that's what I saw. So of course that's how I thought that I had to look. And you know, my mum went through something similar as well. You know, you know, she used to be a ballet dancer. So there was always that sort of pressure to to look a certain way. And and I remember looking at my mum always on some sort of fad diet, doing some sort of fad exercise. And guess what? Who's carried on that trend? Oh, hello, me. So you know, it, it, we're going to talk about breaking that cycle too a little bit later on. So somewhere along the line, it would have been, I think it's pre-1940s. So before the 1940s, we used to, as women, used to actually get all of our clothing custom made. So we would see, you know, a dress in a magazine or, or what everybody was wearing around town and we go, oh, we like that dress. So we'd go to our dressmaker and we would get that dress made for us and it would be made completely to our size. So they would take in our measurements, whether that's bust, waist, hip and everything else in between. They would make that dress specifically for you in the fabric that you picked um, a lot of the time, you know, like so you, you, we used to always have this sort of customised clothing. And then sort of when we hit around, um, you know, obviously there's big industrial revolutions and all that sort of stuff, but especially around the 1940s when we went through World War II and there was the rationing and all that sort of stuff, is that they started trying to make things, you know, like we had factories then and we started, we kind of introduced what we would call um, sort of uh, standardised sizing all right so then we'd have you know this is where and i'm sorry when i talk sizing i do talk australian sizes because that's that's where i'm from and that's what i know so you know we started having you know size eights and size tens and twelves and fourteens and everything in between so with that we started doing and two-piece pieces instead of dresses because it was obviously if you did like a shirt and a bottom and you know your bottom was bigger than your top you could get different sizes and all that sort of stuff so it became about convenience and it became about what could do in the factory for cheaper and and using less rations and all that sort of stuff so introduce here then what we call standard sizing but the thing with standard sizing is that it was it was never standard, you know, because no two women are the same. But 
you know, somewhere along the line, someone's going, okay, well, this is what a size eight is. A size eight is this measurement, this measurement, and this measurement. And, you know, this is how we're going to make it. And you're going to fit within those clothes and, and that's it. Right. And then we start looking at, you know, so we've carried that through. So we still have standardized sizing. I'm going to talk a little bit about that again in just a moment, but you know, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about, no, actually, yeah, no, actually we'll talk about it now. So standardized sizing, let's have a, let's, let's blow the whistle of that in the fashion industry as we know it today. So if you are in Australia or pretty much anywhere else, did you know that they're in, particularly here in Australia, I'm not sure about everywhere else, but there is no legal requirement for standardized sizing. So there's not a universal standardized size. Right, so when you go, we'll use a few examples here. So, say you go buy a white shirt, and you go buy one from Zara, you buy one from H and M, you buy one from Target, you buy one from JJ's. Right, so you've gone and bought all these white shirts; they're all exactly the same, um, and you've bought a size twelve in each and every one of those. And then you hold up those shirts, or you put them next to each other, and you start really realizing that there is a huge difference between the sizes. So anywhere from you know five centimeters difference. Um, bigger or smaller, right? And that's because there is no standardized sizing here in Australia, right? So what they actually do, so these companies and these businesses, they have what we call fit models. So they do a little bit of market research to work out who it is is their ideal customer, who is their target market and their ideal customer. So once they work that out, then what they do is and they sort of um, survey and um, these people. So, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, boys, but I'm talking about women's sizing here, but they do the exact same with men as well. But so they look at their target market and they start getting what these women's measurements are. And then they work out the medium range for that. And then what they do is they base their sizes based on that. So that's why you look at somewhere like City Chick. Is it City Chick or City Chic? I don't know what it's called, how, how you say it, but. You know, you know. Obviously, they're more geared towards plus size women. So, what they actually do is their target market is more of a an, an older slash plus size market. And then what they do is they they survey those women about what their sizes are, and then they base their sizing range based on those women. So that's why, you know, you can go. I mean, you could be like a size eighteen at Target, and then you go into City Chick and you're a medium, right? So that's you know, like where somewhere else you'd be like a double or triple XL. This is where that sort of variation comes. So just, you know, it's something to really be aware of when you're going to these places that, you know, I don't know about you guys, but fuck me. (laughs) And I hate shopping and I hate, you know, going to different stores and I'm like a size 16 in one, I'm a 14 in another and I'm a size 18 over here. My God, it is the most depressing thing ever and I know this stuff you know what I mean like so I I know that you know like if I'm going into like you know a JJ's I am not their target market I know that their target market is 17 years old <laughs> you know like so they're looking at sizes for like standard sort of 17 year olds so you know I don't shop there anyway but <laughs> you know like it's just a bit of an example like it, it's just it's tough so you know this is one thing that we need to do we need to have a conversation about letting go of those numbers. Someone goes, oh, what size are you? I'm a size 14. No, you're not a size 14 because here's another thing. When I work with industry blocks, so when I do pattern making, those blocks are a size smaller again. So if I'm working for a size 18 person, I actually need to use a size 20 block, you know, like 
it's, you know, that's why I'm working. We always use, you know, at uni sample size 10, which I love, not. Um, but a sample size 10 is actually a size 8 in the industry, like when you when you go into a shop. <laughs> so just, you know, like these sort of sizing really, you know, means nothing in this sort of stuff, but we attach so much meaning to them. And, you know, but it, it's also not our fault that we're attaching this sort of meaning to them because there is just these sort of industry sort of standards and tricks that happen to make us think that we're we're meant to be a certain way. So what would I say, you know, what would you say if I said that magazines and like, you know, when you see a lot of sometimes photo shoots for whether it's hot couture or just couture or just your favourite brands or Zara or, you know, sorry I'm using these brands and not, you know, I'm not trying to discriminate between certain sort of brands here. I'm just using them as an example. But when these people do photo shoots and especially something that used to be really prevalent and it still happens today, trust me, is that they will do a photo, a stylized photo shoot for an outfit and they have a model come in. Do you know how how old some of these models are? You know, so they're trying to portray a woman and they use a child. They use a teenage girl. So this could be a brand that is, you know, a Q, a Portman's, a witchery, and then they're using, you know, which, you know, their target market is that sort of 20-plus sort of target market, and they're using a 15-year-old model who hasn't even been through puberty properly yet, you know. And so here we are, we're dressing women who have had babies or been through hormonal things and endometriosis and, and all this sort of stuff, and... We're showing them, oh, this outfit should look like this by what we put in a magazine and what we're putting in a magazine as a teenage girl. This also happens on the catwalk. A lot of those models are very, very young models. They're children. They're basically children. They haven't, again, haven't been through puberty properly yet, so they don't haven't developed all their, their curves and their, their womanly features and here we are thinking, oh, wow, that's what we're meant to look like when we wear that. I definitely don't look like that. Hello, fucking puberty. These people haven't been through fucking puberty yet. Like uh, that is just atrocious they could even do that. Now, I think we're all pretty savvy on to how many um, Photoshop, right, Photoshop and airbrushing and touching up what we see in magazines and things like that, right? We know that that's like common. We know that's commonplace now is that, you know, they'll nip in the waist, take out the hips, give the bust a little fuller, they'll suck in the face, they'll suck in the nose. And they just make this, you know, like, I mean, you, you don't, you can Google this stuff to, to see the images of the way that they can change somebody through Photoshop, you know. And then we look at, you know, that, let's look at the other sort of like sort of tricks that are happening in the industry. Let's talk about filters on Instagram. Look, I'm guilty. I use a filter. I love using a filter on Instagram. Our phone's coming, you know, like I've got an iPhone and it comes in with a, a built-in, you know, portrait mode that I can take a selfie and I can put in, you know, studio light and it takes away all my wrinkles, you know, like. So these are the sort of things, you know, that are sort of tricking us to be a certain sort of way that, you know, being natural or being ourselves or being our own sizes is really, you know, frowned upon. But then we also typecast. So... You know, this is a little bit about 
you know, having those children models, you know, representing women, you know, and it's the same as when you're watching TV and movies, you know, like who remembers, you know, like think about the roles that women played in movies in the 1990s, right? Usually some sort of damsel in distress, you know, usually, you know, there's some sort of action hero is looking out for them. They look a certain sort of way. Maybe they might have a bit of tude, you know, and they run around in their crop tops or whatever. But it's sort of this sort of typecast and it's only been recently that we've started having women having leading roles. You know, let's look through superheroes. You know, this is a great example, you know, when we look at Marvel and DC and stuff like that, is that, you know, Wonder Woman was the first female lead action movie that was you know made and it was like a big deal and then we had captain marvel and and things like that you know like and and the sort of history that these movies were setting you know isn't it crazy that this is taken until now to do so you know like there's a lot of this fashion industry can kind of trick you into into things right and and thinking that you need to be a certain way and look you know basically the point of this episode is, is we're calling fucking bullshit on that we are calling absolute fucking bullshit on that, all right, because it's not up to them to decide who's worthy and who's not worthy. It's not, it's not up to them. So, you know, this is another thing, and I'm going to pull out some sort of, you know, we talk about designer brands lately, all right? So here's another trick, and I love it. So you we all know that sort of inclusivity and body positivity uh, body positivity movement is huge at the moment and there are some really awesome people that you can follow on Instagram like Ashley Graham, Meredith Shaw, um, Katie Satrino, like who are just really calling out and just making sort of change, you know, like make my size and, and all this sort of stuff. There's some really, really exciting stuff out there. But one thing some designer brands I feel are trying to jump on and be – oh, look at me, I'm inclusive. You know, inclusivity is the newest trend and I'm totally a part of that, all right? So Versace, Versace used a plus-size model on their runway recently. Uh, Tommy Hilfiger did sort of an uh, inclusive catwalk where they had, you know, women. it was a bit more inclusive in the sense that they had women of different races, they had women of different ages and they had women of different sizes. Um who else has done it recently? I'm trying to think off the top of my head. They're the two that really stick out to me recently. Alexander McQueen did it as well, actually. That was another one. Um, they're the ones who stick out the most in my head at the moment. There's probably others, and, and I apologise if I've missed anyone out. But anyway, to go on from there, do you know what? So Versace had one, uh, Hilfiger and and Alexander McQueen. Well, guess what? I thought, ah, oh, I'm going to jump, you know, especially like someone like Tommy Hilfiger does a bit more ready-to-wear sort of stuff. I'm like, I'm going to jump on and I'm going to see what they've got in my size now because they used a plus-size model. Well, guess what? <laughs> they didn't have anything in my size. <laughs> so what they literally done, so these, these big-ass designer brands what they've done is they've put them on their catwalk and they've done some couture clothing for them or any of their ready-to-wear stuff and that's it. 
That is it. That's the extent that they've gone to. They haven't actually extended their clothing range at all to include these fucking sizes. So what is the fucking point? Like, and honestly, this ugh, this pisses me off to no end because you know what? Hey, Versace, guess what? Not fucking good enough. Tommy Hilfiger, get your shit together. It is not enough. It is not enough to put a plus size model on the catwalk and then that is it. Where is the fucking change other than people talk about your catwalk going, oh, wow, look at these guys. They're so inclusive. They use a plus size model. Well, fuck me. Good for you. You used a plus size fucking model. But guess what? You don't sell clothes that still fit these plus size models. So what was the fucking point of it? Other than get yourself some attention for the moment. It is honestly, it is not, not good enough. Now, I do know, and I look, I'm sorry, Versace. I'm sorry, I love you. But I know that Versace is looking at extending their sizes. So, you know, as much as, you know, like I kind of felt at the time, I was just like, well, really, what was the point of that? But they are starting to have a bit of a conversation about it. But God knows, it's probably still going to take them 10 fucking years to do it, right? So any designer brand out there who are using plus-size models on your catwalk but you are not implementing them into your clothing lines, it is not good enough. And we are calling you out and we can see your bullshit and we can see through your bullshit, right? It is not enough, And, you know, and this goes, you know, this is a trickle down effect as well. If you are a brand out there and you are sizing, you know, using sizes 8 to freaking 14 and you're, I don't care if you're fast fashion, I don't care what you are, guess what? It is not good enough. When the average size Australian woman is a size 14 to 16 and your clothing line stops at a size 14, you've got some major issues going on. And you have some things that you need to look at within your brand and you know, and what it is your responsibility it is to women, the people who are your consumers, you have a responsibility to these women as well to not, you know, don't be a part of the fucking problem at the end of the day. Be a part of the solution. Let's be a part of the conversation, right? So, you know, I implore you guys as well as consumers to fucking call this shit out. You know, don't shop there if it doesn't suit you. Don't make yourself fit into something that you don't need to because every single body is different. And we, I'm going to get on there. I'm going to get there. I'm going to get there, I promise. But, you know, this is when we're looking at this sort of stuff. So inclusivity, I I can't talk about the importance of inclusivity, you know, and, and representation. Right. So, you know, I know it's such, it feels like such a huge sort of conversation that we have at the moment. And there's definitely been huge talks about, you know, inclusive, you know, inclusivity, including race. You know, that's obviously it was a huge movement that happened and it was so, so amazing. But, you know, age as well, you know, there's, you know, I want to call out one brand here that I absolutely love is Mimco. Now, Mimco, Australian brand, do handbags. So they're not, they're not clothes, but they, they are sort of designer Australian handbags. And, these guys, if you actually go look through their um, sort of Instagram account or online and stuff like that, they use women of all different ages in their advertising. How great is that? You know, so, you know, we start, you know, like I, I bought a bag and the lady advertising the bag, she was probably would have been like 50 or 60 and she was gorgeous. And I was just like life, you know, I think the fashion industry would have you believe that life ends at 30 
you know, like 20 to 30, that's your peak, you know, like that's that's the women we're dressing, these are the, you know, this is the greatest time in your life. That's what the fashion industry will have you believe. But, you know, if you've hit that 30 mark, you know there is so much more. Like the 30 is just the beginning, right? 30 is just the beginning. There is so much more out there, you know, like and, and by the time we're hitting like 30 and that, guess what? We've got more money to spend on clothes. We care more about what we're spending on clothes. We care more about the way that we look. So why the fuck aren't we somebody's target market, for Christ's sake? You know, like we're the ones who actually have the money to spend on this stuff. So let's find some representation that looks after us. Size as well, you know, like, and you know, this is obviously the big thing I'm talking about. So there is no two women out there who have the same size body. And guess what? That is A-OK, right? We have people with different sort of builds too. Also A-OK. You can be tall and that's amazing. You can be short and that is also amazing. You can have big boobs. You can have no boobs. You can have a big bum. You can have a flat bum. You can have hips. You can have no hips. You can have a waist or no waist. It is all perfectly fucking natural. And guess what? Everybody is fucking beautiful, right? Every stretch mark tells a story. Every, I don't know, scar, every... <laughs> anything that you would consider to be imperfection, it all tells a story. Every laugh line, every little wrinkle, everything about our body tells a story about us. And guess what? We, just the way that we are and just the size that we are is normal, right? So, you know, you go, you've got bigger hips and a bum, you know, and you go to the shops and you're trying to buy fucking pants that fit and just none of it fits. Well, guess what? That's on them. That's not on you. They should be dressing you, not the other way around because you have a normal body. I have a normal body. You have a normal body. Your body, just the way it is, is a normal fucking body. And this is the importance, you know, this is, you know, we knew this in the 30s and the 20s because guess what? We used to, we didn't do made to, made to, like, uh, sorry, we didn't do ready to wear. We did this made to order and made to measure. You know, we, we and we need to get back to that. And, and whether that means going and getting some new clothes altered, you know, which you can do at a relatively quite a cheap price is actually go get some alterations done so things fit you properly. Sizing up and getting the, the waist nipped in or whatever it is that you need to do, you know, or getting getting the jeans that fit your bum and your and your legs and then going and getting the waistband taken in. Like start questioning that stuff. Stop feeling guilty that yours that you feel that your size is the right size because your size is the perfect size. All right. And you know, when we talk about representation as well, we talk about, you know, someone just said, what about people with disabilities and people that are different, you know, like, and this is where representation is so important. And when I talk about representation, we're talking about what we see on the catwalks, what we see on TV, what we see in the magazines, what we see in movies. You know, we need to see people who are firstly we need to see ourselves on there we need to see people who look like us um but we also need to see people who are different to us because some of the issues that we have in life about not accepting you know women or people of color or you know you know people with disabilities or and being ages and all this sort of stuff is because we see them as being different to who we are or who we're seeing on tv and who we're being you know what's being told to us and what we're ingesting is supposed to be normal 
you know, we're not seeing that, you know, and that's then we're like, oh, that's different. We don't like different, you know, whereas if it was just shown to us in the first place when we open up a magazine and we're seeing these beautiful women of colour, we're seeing tall women, we're seeing short women, we're seeing older women, we're seeing younger women, we're seeing all of them. We're seeing women with disabilities and and different sort of things like and and scars or have overcome, you know, horrific things like that is representation and that's when life is beautiful because we're so much more accepting when we see it as being something normal. All right. So this is why when we call for representation and, and you hear it and sometimes, you know, maybe it's in you to sort of go, oh, you kind of roll your eyes and you're like, oh, what now? No, not what now. This is the way that it should have always been. We need to have representation and you need to be able to open up and see somebody like you in a magazine and just go, wow, you know, because then you feel normal. You really feel like you are, you're right just the way that you are. There's nothing wrong with you because when you don't see yourself, if you don't see yourself on the, t- you know, people like you on the TV, if you don't see people, you know, like you on the, ra- you know, hear people like you on the radio or in movies or in magazines, then you start to think that there's something not normal about you because you think that what you see is normal and then you're not the normal. But you are the normal. You are unique and you are the normal. And this is why representation is so, so important. I guess what I also want to talk about is, you know, like, like we we need to break the cycle. Like this has been a cycle that has gone on for such a long time of women always living up to other people's expectations and standards about how we're sort of supposed to be, look, act and all that sort of stuff. And we actually really need to break that cycle and we need to break, you know, there is a thing that's called diet culture and we need to break diet culture, you know, like it, it needs to start becoming about, you and how you feel so you know like it's not to say that i'm not sitting there saying hey you know don't you know just sit on the couch and just eat junk food all the time that's definitely not what i'm saying because what you need to do now is you need to start loving yourself in this moment right here right now so no you can't have any rules on this like oh i'll love my body when i lose 10 kilos I'll love my body when I put on 10 kilos. Um, I'll I'll love my body when I can lift this amount or I'll love my body when I look good in a bikini. Um, you know, I'll, I'll love myself when, you know, like there cannot be any sort of conditions on your body right now. Like you need to love yourself now. Could you just imagine the world if we actually all came from a place of love? So, a place of loving our own bodies and then, you know, loving ourselves and then being able to be, you know, then in theory back on that, like loving each other from there just the way that we are without any sort of it should be this way or it should be that way. Like, could you just imagine? So, you need to, you know, it's love and acceptance, you know. Like if you come at your body with a place of love and acceptance, how much different, you know, would your life be? I want you to have a think about that. If you loved your body right now in this moment, you know, how would your, how would your life be? What would your choices be like? You know, if you stopped dieting and exercising for punishment, and instead did it out of love and nourishment, see how that just, 
oh, it just it feels good, right? You know, like so then you start, you know, you're starting to, you know, work from intuition here and work from, you know, what it is like a place of love and what your body needs. So, you know, then you sit here and go, mm, you know, my body's thirsty. I'm going to have some water right now. Or, you know, oh, my body's really craving a salad right now and it really needs these sort of nutrients. So that's what I'm going to give it. Or, you know what? Today, I'm just feeling like a cheeseburger. And guess what? You're just going to go have the cheeseburger and there's no guilt or shame associated with that then imagine you know sitting there and go mm, how do how do i feel my body needs to move today you're like oh i feel really strong today so i think i'm going to go lift something or i feel like i just need some movement and some rhythm so i'm going to dance today or you know like and then actually finding things you know exercise why ways to move your body that you actually really enjoy so you're not punishing your body anymore you're doing it so that you can be at your peak so that you can perform at your best, so you can be your happiest, so you can just feel vibrant and energetic because that's how we're meant to feel, right? We're not meant to feel tired all the time and overworked and and underpaid and all that sort of bullshit. We're we're meant to feel energetic. We're meant to feel vibrant. And, you know, like tapping in into that is just so important as well. So just, you know, in this moment, you know, like, you know, okay, I've got a little homework. I've got a little homework. I've got a little homework for you. I'm sorry. No, I'm not sorry. Sorry, not sorry. You know what? I've got a little homework for you. After you finish listening to this podcast, I want you to go stand in front of a mirror bloody naked, right? And I want you to find three things that you like about your body. I want you to find three things that you like your body. And then I want you to thank the universe, the world, yourself, whatever you associate with. I want you to thank yourself for that. Be grateful for it, you know. Maybe you like your boobs. Maybe you like your cheekbones. Maybe you like your eyes. Maybe you've got beautiful eyes. Maybe you love your butt. Now, I don't want you to talk about, oh, I don't like this and I don't like that. That's not what this is about. I want you to look at the things that you actually really like about your body and start celebrating those, right? And, you know, tap in and do this often, you know. Tap in with what it is that you like. Tap in with what it is that you feel like, you know, when you eat certain foods, Tap into the way that those foods make you feel, you know, like, and you know, same with when you move and you exercise, start working out what it is that you love and what your body loves and what your body responds to so you can get yourself in this peak state. And then from there, just remember to not buy into the bullshit that is sometimes the fashion industry. You know, remember, get back to that true cause about fashion. Fashion is about self-expression. So then go out there and find clothes that make you feel amazing, that represent who you are, who express who you are. Find brands that fit in with what you believe. Like you you guys don't realise the collective power that you have as a consumer. You know, for so long the fashion industry has been telling you what to wear, when to wear it, what size you should be, how you look and all that sort of stuff. Well, you know what? The times are changing. You have the power. Take back your power. All right? So take back your power and don't buy into the bullshit and don't let them buy you into the bullshit anymore. You know what? The band, brand doesn't represent who you are as a person. Then guess what? Stop fucking buying there. Don't fall for the bullshit. Stop fucking buying there. If they don't cater for your size, well, guess what? They ain't good enough for you, right? Find a brand that is. And I'm not talking, you know, you know. I know that I talk a lot about, you know, I hate the word plus size because, we, you know, like women have curves and we're natural, you know, like 
we're beautiful, but it also the same is maybe you're, you know, maybe you're not plus size, maybe you're on the other end of the scale, maybe you're a size four and nothing fits you. Well, you know what? Go find a brand that represents who you are because it should be about inclusivity. You know, like it, it should be, it just, everybody, and I, I bring this back to the start, and this is where I'm going to finish it today, that every single person has the right to express themselves through fashion. There is not one person who should be excluded. All right, you have the right to express yourself through fashion. You are beautiful just the way that you are. Your curves are beautiful the way that you are. Your lack of curves are beautiful the way that you are. It doesn't make somebody more womanly to have more curves than it is to have less curves. Every single person is beautiful. Man, woman, he, she, they, them, whatever you identify as, you are beautiful just the way that you are. Thank you so much for getting into this topic with me. I know that I rant and rave. This is just, this topic to me is just something that I've based my whole brand about is, you know, I noticed that for me, like I just, there was no clothes out there, you know, like I, I'm I'm a strong, powerful woman and, I, and I'm a sexy, strong, powerful woman. That's who I am, right? That's, that's what I identify as. And I want to be able to dress that way. And at the moment, I can't dress that way because there you know, there's brands out there who just, they don't have clothes for me. They don't have clothes that fit me or they're frumpy or they're disgusting or whatever. Like, and that's what my brand is about, is about creating strong, powerful, sexy clothes for women made to measure so they fit you perfectly, you know, because it's about you and it's about your size because your size is the right size. All right, guys, I'll get to you in the next episode. If you resonated or feel anything with this, just please share it on Instagram, spread the word. Let's get talking. Let's grow this podcast. Much love. Bye. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode of Queen Creations Radio. Now, if you're interested in joining the Queenhood, make sure you subscribe. Follow us on socials, including Instagram at queencreations underscore au. And if you enjoyed this episode, please leave a review, slide in our DMs and share with another queen.